Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com slash Retro. and happy Thanksgiving week. My name is Jason Robbins. And my name is Derek Diamond. So is everybody ready for ham or turkey or dressing, whatever whatever you eat on Thanksgiving? I'm ready for that, and I'm ready to just not be at work for a few days. <laughs> um, I have, I've been saying every week, you know, how busy things have been, so I'm... I'm hoping we get to leave a little early on Wednesday. It's not confirmed, but I've I've got my fingers crossed that we do. Yeah. But I've got Thursday and Friday off, which is nice. So it'll be good to just kind of sit at home for, you know, minus visiting family and whatnot. It'll be good to just kind of relax for a bit. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to let, let everybody know this week, um, we're going to be doing our commentary track for this month. Uh, tomorrow night, and I think I'm going to release it for everybody so that everybody gets to enjoy it for Thanksgiving. So uh, patrons usually get it like two weeks early, but I'm going to release it for everyone because it is a Thanksgiving-themed uh, thing we're going to be doing. So we'll, I'll release that tomorrow night for everyone. It'll be something for uh, people to listen to on the drive to your families yeah. for some some turkey. But uh, also, I want to let everybody know that uh, next week we're going to do something a little different because even though I do have, I'm, I'm off work uh, most of this week, I, this is a crazy busy week for me, and I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to review something for next week, so we're going to do something a little bit different next week. We're going to be having a discussion. Instead of a review, we're going to be doing a discussion of what is next for Nintendo. We're going to talk about what we think the next console is going to be like, any kind of, uh, and, and Wally should enjoy this. We're going to do predictions. Uh, so if you are if you want to send us your predictions of what's next for Nintendo, send them to us, nerdcaveretro at gmail.com, or you can do it on the Discord. Just let us know what you think is going to be next for Nintendo, and we'll we'll talk about it next week. Please, Wally, I'm begging you. <laughs> Send in your predictions for what you think the next console is going to be. He's probably, As a friend, I'm asking you. He's not going to because he doesn't care about Nintendo. <laughs> Maybe since I asked nicely, he will. Maybe he will. We'll but see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But no, that, that'll that be fun. Like, we, we rarely have just, like, straight-up discussion mm -hmm. episodes. I don't think we've done one like that in a long time. Yeah, so. it's been a while that'll, if we even have fun. done one. I, I mean, I know we've done some similar stuff to that before, but I don't think we've done just a straight-up discussion instead of a review. We've done a couple of roundtables mm -hmm. about specific franchises, but as far as looking to the future, I think this will be a first for us, and next week will be episode 350. Ooh, I know. <laughs> We're getting old, man. 350 episodes. Yeah, I I feel it in my knees every morning. So I <laughs> trust me, I I understand. 
But uh, uh, how how has your week been? It's been good, man. It's been busy. Um, work is crazy this time of the year, and I am ready for my Christmas break because I did not. We I usually get two weeks off for Christmas. I did not take it last year because we've been so busy at work. I've, so I've been going two years without a break at work. So I am so looking forward to having some time off. Yeah, same same for us. You know, it, this is like the the busy time. I, this and Easter are the busiest times of the year for work uh, for me. But in the next couple of weeks, things will start to wind down and you know, like you, I'll get, I'll get two weeks off as well. So yeah, get some gaming fun. done, play some, play some stuff. So it'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which I, I do want to say, even though this isn't what I'm reviewing tonight, I do have to say this and I've been talking, you know, in the discord about it. The new Mario RPG remake <laughs> is outstanding. Yeah. I, I can barely put it down. It is that good. I want to play it. That's going to be my Christmas game this year it's i without going into a full review of it i will say it, it's improved the original in almost every way not every way but close to it and that was already an excellent game by itself hmm. but it, it's it's really really fun uh, anybody that might be on the fence about it if you liked the original mario rpg definitely pick it up it's it's really, really fun. The only thing is, um, I don't know if I talked about this, but I, I got my new controller in, I think, earlier this week, and uh, it turns out that it's not the my controller. Some the the connections uh, with the um, the the Joy Cons are not connecting right with the Switch itself. So if anybody has had that problem. Please let me know um, how to fix it because I'm still having problems even with a new controller. And I've tried recalibrating everything. I've tried I've tried everything, and it's still having trouble. And I'll be playing something, and then the the none, none of the buttons work, so I have to kind of squeeze the, the 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 switch, and then it connects. And then uh, it'll work for a little while, and then it'll do it again. And I got to keep squeezing the 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 switch together. So I don't know what's going on with the controllers. That's kind of kind of weird. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah, especially when you're trying to play stuff and you know dying because my damn controllers don't work. They, I don't know if the new console is going to have Joy Cons or not, but if they do, they got to fix. <clears throat> a lot of those issues they had, like with the drifting and like with what you're talking about, mm -hmm. they they got a little bit of work to do. Yeah. We'll say that. I mean, I can always dock it and just play it on the TV with my pro controller, but I like, I like handheld mode. I like just sitting and playing, but if I got to play RPG on the TV with, uh, with it docked, then that's what I'll have to do. It'll be a good experience that way, you know, either way. Yeah, either way. But, um, yeah. I, I think that's, uh, it's about time for some news. What do you say? Let's do it. Some of tonight's stories were submitted to us by Armez Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And this first story comes from, of course, nintendolife.com, one of our favorite sites. Nintendo Switch has now sold over 132 million units. Uh, Nintendo's quarterly financial results have been released, and they show that Switch, in all its iterations, has now crossed the 130 million sales mark. As of the 30th of September, uh, the lifetime number of Nintendo Switch hardware units sold, including the regular model Switch Lite and Switch OLED, stands at 132.46 million, up from 129.53 million last quarter. Um, additionally, the number of overall software sales on Switch now stands at a whopping 1.133 billion units, comfortably ahead of Nintendo DS's measly 948.76 million. Uh, that's a lot of money going into Nintendo's pockets. 
It is. And it makes me think of, you know, back during the height of the pandemic when everyone was trying to get their hands on a switch and you couldn't find them mm -hmm. because that was people's primary source of entertainment. Yeah. And, and just to, to do some comparisons uh, to previous Nintendo consoles, um, it's still behind the DS, which is at 154.02. Third on the list is the Game Boy with 118.69, followed by the Wii, 101.63, and the Game Boy Advance uh, coming in at 5 at 81.51. For some reason, I thought the Wii had passed the Game Boy, but uh, I, I guess it hasn't. But That's what I, I mean, good too. for Nintendo, you know... I, we've been ones that have been, you know, waving the Nintendo flag, and and even before the show started, when they were kind of down with the GameCube and the Wii U, I felt like I was in the minority of being that Nintendo supporter, thinking that you know they're going to turn it around, and it they still got a long way to go compared to Sony and Microsoft with some of their features. Yeah, but. I'm still a Nintendo fan, and I'm happy that the Switch has been doing well. Me too. And just to, to show you how successful the Switch is, the Switch has sold 132.5 million units. The Wii U sold 13.5. Over 120 million more units for the Switch. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that, that Wii U console, but... It was a half step. It, yeah, it was terrible. Like, they really didn't have a major launch game. If I remember right, it released at just some random time. And I think the Wii U needed to happen for the Switch to happen, because the Wii U had the, the tablet that you could use, mm. you know, in conjunction with whatever game you were playing. But it it sucked. I'll be honest, the Wii yeah. U sucked. Uh, Justin Dispel uh, in the chat room says he had to replace the rails on the side of the switch for his sons, who uh, his broke. So that might be something I might have to do. Yeah, maybe so. Because I don't, I miss my switch. I want to play it. <laughs> Damn it! All right, so this is a cool story from NintendoWire.com. Uh, the Famicom or Nintendo celebrates its first party Famicom lineup with new web pages. Famicom is where many of Nintendo's most iconic franchises got their start. The system, which was eventually localized as the NES, saw the early open exploration of the original Zelda, the smooth-scrolling Super Mario Brothers, tense atmosphere in Metroid, and much more. This past July saw the original Famicom celebrate its 40th anniversary, and as a result, Nintendo has been sharing lavishly produced websites for all its first-party games. I remember us talking about this back mm -hmm. uh, during the summer. Right now, 1983 through 86 are covered, meaning stylish pages for everything from pinball to balloon fight, and even everyone's favorite robotic <laughs> operating buddy, also known as Rob. Each page is unique and decorated with high-quality assets, including transparent image files of some rare or obscure artwork of beloved characters, and there's a high-res uh, version of Link that you can download on the um, on this article. But have you taken a look at any of the websites? They're really cool. Yeah, they look really nice. I, I really like the one for Rob here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it just looks cool. Like, this makes me happy to see this. I don't know why. It just, it's just nice to see that Nintendo has given love to stuff like this. It reminds me of reading the old manuals yeah. that would come with the games that would have the artwork and some of the instructions. Uh, but I, I grabbed several images, you know, before we started the podcast, just I don't know if I'll ever use them for anything, but they're available. So yeah. why not? These but th are cool. this is really cool. I, I can't wait to see when they add like, you know, Super Mario Brothers three and some of the later mm -hmm. Famicom games. Uh, let's see. Up next, we have uh, another story from NintendoLife.com. Felix the Cat Konami collection surfaces on the ESRB. I like Felix the Cat. I have a Felix the Cat clock on my wall downstairs. Uh, oh, nice. You know, his little tail goes back and forth. <laughs> I love it. Classic. Uh, the classic cartoon character Felix the Cat is seemingly uh, making a video game comeback according to a new rating that's popped up on the ESRB. 
The Felix the Cat game for Switch and multiple other platforms is described as a collection of action platformers where players navigate Felix through various 2D environments as he goes on an adventure to save his girlfriend from an evil professor. Uh, it's rated E for everyone, and the collection supposedly came some mild fantasy violence. Uh, I always like my my fantasy uh, violence mild. Uh, Felix the Cat's history on Nintendo platforms extends back to the NES and Game Boy days with Hudson Soft as the developer. I forgot that um, Felix had a Nintendo game. I might have to go back and review this. I've completely forgot about that. So I did not have a Felix the Cat story or reference on my bingo card for this week. So <laughs> shame on me. Um, I I had no idea that Felix the Cat had his own game. I and honestly, I haven't even thought of this character in like 15 or 20 years. Yeah, I mean, other than my clock, you know, I just, I like Felix the Cat cartoons when I was a kid. I like the clock. It's a, it, I've owned, I've had the clock for like 15 years now. And I just completely forgot there was an NES game for Felix the Cat. So I'm kind of excited to go uh, track this down and play it. Yeah, no, and I when I read the story earlier, I figured this would be something that would be right up your alley. So, yeah, this this is cool. I, like I said, had no idea there was a Felix the Cat game, but I'm excited to hear about it. Maybe we'll have a rebirth of Felix the Cat and get a new movie or something. That's also something that was not on my bingo card or would never be on my bingo card is a, is a Felix the Cat revival. I mean, they've brought Garfield back for the, the upteenth time, so... Why not? And, well, they had that that god awful Tom and Jerry movie from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't know that, if you ever saw it, but I saw it. Oof. It was. Oof, I'm, I wish I hadn't seen it. <laughs> yeah, it was. As I like to say, it was real bad. It was real bad. Yeah. And our last story comes to us from Screen Rant, a review of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred Plus console, which is. Uh, the title of this is A Beautifully Crafted Machine. Uh, as a summary, the Atari 2600 Plus is a faithful replica of the original console offering USB power connectors, HDMI output, and multiple screen resolutions for a modern gaming experience. The console is backwards compatible with both Atari 2600 and 7800 cartridges, allowing players to enjoy classic games from the past. While the Atari 2600 Plus provides a fun, nostalgic experience, it does have some flaws, including frequent crashes during gameplay that can be frustrating. However, overall, it is still a positive and enjoyable gaming console for retro gaming enthusiasts. I'm glad that this says that it's a good console, but when I see frequent crashes yeah. during gameplay, <laughs> that doesn't make me want to buy it. Yeah. And another thing, too, I, I've been hearing some rumors about this that um, it's not quite 100% backwards compatible. Only certain games are backwards compatible, and I don't know if it's official Atari games that are backwards compatible, but I, I don't know exactly what it is, but there are certain games that cannot be played on this thing. Only certain games are backwards compatible, which... At the same time, there's only, what, like 10 or 15 good games for the Atari 2600. I'm, I'm sorry, a 20, 20, Atari 2600 enthusiast. I had one. I, I had loved it as a kid, but, man, those games are just so hard to go back to and play. But I, I would love to actually have this, but, yeah, that frequent crashing, like, what is that about? Are you going to be, are they going to be able to do an update? Is it, is it, uh, you know, is it is it able to be updated? Can it connect to the internet? Like, what's going on with that? I mean, it says here it offers USB power connectors, so maybe they'll do an update where you'll be able to just plug your uh, your console into a computer and uh, download the update onto it. I don't. I don't know. know. I, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want to bash this thing because I think it it is cool for the enthusiast. But I never played Atari. You know, th this was before my time. I'm personally not going to pick one up. It, I, maybe down the line, if I were to have like a a collection of consoles, it might be cool as like a display item. But I'm probably not ever going to play it. Yeah, if I'm being honest. 
I mean, I, I, I still want to get the Atari. Uh, was it the 50th anniversary collection they put out last year? I think it was. I still want to get that and play it because I want to play modern versions of those Atari 2600 games. I don't want to play the original Atari 2600. Like, let, let's just face it. That controller sucked. You know, those games were terrible. The, the, the sound was like... It felt like your eardrums were boiling when that thing would start screeching sounds at you. It just was not a great experience. It's one of those things, it's like a movie that you loved growing up, but then you go back and watch it and it's not great. Yeah. It's fun to mention for the nostalgia, but once you really start to dissect it, you're like, yeah, really wasn't that great. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun for about five minutes, and then you're like, ah, I'm done. I'd rather play updated versions of these games or the original arcade versions of the games, because look, the original arcade Pac-Man, still one of the greatest video games ever made. The Atari 2600 version of Batman is a hot steaming pile of dog crap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I would get the 50th anniversary collection, but I'm I'm not going to pick this console up. It is available. Uh it was released on the 17th if anyone is an Atari enthusiast and you want to get it. But yeah, I'm I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. Personally. If you have somebody in your life that's, you know, an Atari 2600 fan, it's only what? What did it say? It costs 129.99, which isn't that terrible. Um, you know, for, to, for, I think you get the console, you get, um, one controller and you also get a set of paddles, which was much like the original 2600. So, uh, you know, if you got somebody in your life that loves old stuff like that, it'd be really, it'd be a really cool set piece, you know, near the TV. I mean, it has the, you know, the wood grain finish and everything on it. So it's cool looking, but mm -hmm. I don't know if I wanted, if I would drop $130 just to play some old games that I'm not really going to play for more than like five minutes. I'll just get the 50th anniversary collection. But I will say, like we said, was it last week or week before? I think Atari's making some really good moves lately with uh, some of the acquisitions they've made as far as some developers putting out this console. They actually are, I think they're making a little bit of a comeback. I would look to see Atari as a, you know, a, actually making games again within the next year or two. You're going to see that Atari logo pop up when you throw a game in the console. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I'm not knocking what they could do in the future, you know, because I, I think it's exciting that they're getting back into potentially making games or at least getting their name out there. Yeah. So I am excited to see what they do, you know, coming up here in 2024. It's going to be interesting to see. Maybe we should do an yep. episode on what what's next for Atari. <laughs> be our new monthly series, What's Next? Yeah, What's Next? Um, before we go into this month in video game history, I do want to tell you guys about our new mobile game partner, Globe Glider. If you like action-adventure platformers, and we know you do, Globe Glider is for you. Make a donation to the game using our partnership is quick and easy. Just simply hit the donate button and select Nerd Cave Retro as your referral partner to unlock sweet in-game prizes like an exclusive Nerd Cave Retro cape. So download Globe Glider right now on the App Store or Google Play. And I must say, it's it's a nice it's a nice little time waster. It's a it's a good it's a good toilet game to have if if you <laughs> if if you want to say that type of thing because you know it's like nice little short bursts of gaming. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely a market for that. Like, not everything has to be this huge, like, massive RPG or an epic. Like, you can have games that are only meant to be played in short increments. Yeah, so if you like, uh, you know, overhead shooters like 1941 or any or and stuff like that, go pick it up. It's free, free on the downloads uh, from your whatever store you use, the App Store or Google Play. Um, but like I said, if you want to just give a donation. In our name, you will get a cool Nerd Cave retro cape in the game. So go get your cape. Yeah. But now it is time for this month in video game history. 
in November of 1980, Universal releases State uh, State Panic, Space Panic, Spur, Spice, Sp- Spice, <laughs> Spice Panic. The first game with platforms and ladders. The term platform game was still several years in the future. Uh, I remember us talking about Space Panic before. Yeah, Man, really cool poster. That is so 80s. <laughs> High resolution video cartridge for ColecoVision. Yeah. Man, this thing <laughs> looks like if you were to just glance at the uh the at the screenshots here, you'd swear you were looking at Donkey Kong. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking too. Or maybe look-wise something like a Burger Time. Yeah, it's like a kind mix, of up there too. Yeah, it's like a mix between Burger Time and and Donkey Kong. Like that same color scheme as Donkey Kong. Now you want to talk about great arcade games. Yeah. Burger Time's up there. I still am not I love playing Burger Time, but I'm not good at that game at all. Now uh, you just made one of the points I'm going to make in my review tonight. <laughs> yeah, I just I I played it not too long ago. We go to this burger place in New Orleans called uh um oh crap, now I can't think of the name of it. Uh It's like it Burger Bob- Time. No, it's like Bob's Burgers or something like that. But it, um, you go in there and they have uh, they have a Burger Time machine in there. And uh, every time we go there, I plop a few quarters in there and play Burger Time. I feel like that's requirement for like local burger chains to have a Burger Time arcade cabinet. Yeah, and I'm still convinced that every pizzeria in America has a Miss Pac-Man machine. See, that would make a great reality show. Travel the country to every pizzeria to find mm-hmm. if they have a Miss Pac-Man or not. I thought about doing an Instagram account for uh, Miss Pac-Man of America and go go to all the uh, pizzerias I can find that have Miss Pac-Man machines and, and take a picture. That's a great idea. I'd follow it. <laughs> and Justin says, uh, the chat says, I think all new game systems should offer a wood grain finish. I'm ready for wood grain to come back. Like, I'm tired of this cold... You know, white, uh, too clean looking stuff. I'm I'm ready for shag carpets and wood paneling again. Maybe not the shag carpet, but yeah. we'll, we'll go with the wood grain. <laughs> <laughs> November of 1981, Namco releases Bosconian, a multi-directional shooter with voice. I almost read that as Bostonian. Yeah, like the like the city of Boston. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about this before. I I really like the artwork for the the poster though. Yeah, I love the 80s style of posters whether it's for games or movies. Best decade of designs in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Or at least ones that I have the most nostalgia for. Uh let's see. November of 1990. 1990- oh, wait. Yeah, November of 1992. Konami releases a console port of Prince of Persia for the Super NES. That's the only one I've ever played was that one. I rented it one time. I We've talked about this recently, but mm-hmm. I still cannot believe that Prince of Persia is that old. I know. I thought that I was I thought a it was like game. the PlayStation era. Yeah. <laughs> I, I If you would have asked me uh, when we found that out that it was from like 1986 or something, if you would have asked me when Prince of Persia first came out, I would have said... 92, 93, somewhere around there. See, I would have said even later. I would have said like 97, 98. Well, the only reason I, I would have thought 92, 93 is because I remember renting it for the Super Nintendo. Right. And see, I don't remember that for the Super Nintendo. So I only remember like the more modern versions. Yeah. Uh, November 21st of 1992, Sega publishes Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Mega Drive slash Genesis. The game, of course, introduced Sonic sidekick Miles Tails Prower and Sonic's supersonic transformation. Mm-hmm. Still the best Sonic game ever made, and I don't think it will ever be topped. I'm, I'm there with you. Per- personally. Uh, November 28th of 1998, Nintendo releases The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for the N64. Can't believe that game is that old either. I know. <laughs> um, I I remember getting this uh, for Christmas as a, a teaser to our Christmas episode. I remember getting this on Christmas morning, and that was pretty much all I did the entire day was play Ocarina of Time. Uh, so in f- the in the hype eight, for this game was awesome. In eight days, it will be exactly twenty five years old. It's crazy. 
be like a college graduate. <laughs> and November 17th of 2003, God, I can't believe this game is 20 years old. Alpha Dream and Nintendo release Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga for the Game Boy Advance in North America, which those of you who have a Switch, it is on the mm -hmm. Game Boy Advance online shop. And it is, to me, one of the most underrated Mario games of all time. Like, it's pretty much the spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG, but it's got great dynamic, great writing. It's got a good story. It has really good sequels, too. Um, and it's one of the few games, I feel like, that have Mario and Luigi depending on each other. Yeah. Because they you play as both of them, but they have, like, combo moves and... You know, things they learn where you have to use those certain abilities to progress in the game. So it's it's really good. And it's one that, you know, I'll probably review it sometime, you know, maybe early next year. Yeah, I started up a game of that a couple of weeks ago and thinking it was just kind of another uh, side scroller, a Mario side scroller. And it, and it started and then I was like... This seems like it's going to be a time commitment, so I'm going to put this one on the back burner for now. It is a commitment, but it is worth it. Yeah, it looked like it. I mean, I really dug the, the art style of it and everything, but I was like, yeah, this seems like it's going to be a lengthy RPG, so I may, I'm going to have to wait on this one. Yeah, but it'll be there whenever you're ready to play it. Yeah, uh, and before we go into our, uh, the review for tonight, Derek, do you want to do our Patreon shout-outs? Absolutely. Of course, we want to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out uh, YupFed, a.k.a. Knife, James, a.k.a. at Jimbo Jr. on Discord, Travis Martin, Raven, Danny House, Justin Nispel, John West, Daniel Salmon, Mr. B. Res Coffee himself, Mike Eveland, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armes Jackson, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, Rampage, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Joey Image, and of course, Mama Diamond herself, Donna Diamond. Mama Diamond. <laughs> uh, as always, yeah, thank you for everyone for supporting the show, keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. For as little, I say this every week, but it doesn't make it any less true. For as little as a dollar a month, that's like half the price of gas station coffee mm -hmm. these days. You get early access to our commentary tracks. I know you mentioned that, you know, this month we're going to be releasing the commentary track for everyone because it is holiday themed. But usually you get it two to three weeks before the general public does. And it's usually a commentary track on an animated series like Real Ghostbusters, Gargoyles, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. We've also done full-length movies like Transformers the Movie, Batman 89, Christmas Vacation, Clue. The list is near endless on what we've done. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And for new patrons, be sure to send us your social media info, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, so we can give you a proper shout-out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And tonight, Derek is going to be talking about...
jaunty. The only thing missing is a only thing missing is a cowboy hat. Yeah, no. <laughs> which <laughs> which I, I if I owned one, I would have put it on, but I I I do not own a cowboy See, hat. See, if I had thought about it, we should have went and got some cowboy hats from like the thrift store and wore it for the review tonight. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, so I'm going to be reviewing a game that I have known about for quite some time, but have never really sat down and played until recently and am excited to talk about. And that would be Wild Guns, a 1994 space western shooting gallery video game developed by Natsume for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, so I vaguely remember hearing about this game growing up. I can't remember if it was in Nintendo Power or if it might have been in another magazine. I never played it, but I always knew of it. And I didn't know anybody that played it, so I, I couldn't either. really get like that that firsthand experience of being like, oh, you got to play Wild Guns. You know, this one yeah. of the best Super Nintendo games ever. I, I didn't know anybody that played. I never really heard of this game until recently. And then once I heard about this game, it was just kind of like one after the other of hearing people talk about how much they love this game and how good it is. I'm like, I never even heard of it before. And it is on the Switch online, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's how I've been playing it. Oh, okay. So... What reintroduced me to this game, and it was like a, a you know, that you have those memory unlock moments where yeah. you like see something, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I forgot this thing even existed. Mm -hmm. So this was a while back at uh, one of the retro gaming stores we have here in town. You know, they they have like the what I call the free roaming cartridges where they're just sitting on a shelf and yeah. you can pick it up and they might be like five bucks or something like that. And then they have the ones in the display case that are a little bit more than that. Well, Wild Guns was one of them. Hmm. And I remember it being like 200 bucks. Jeez. For, I know. <laughs> but but get so I did some digging on eBay. Guess how much a complete inbox Wild Guns oh, is. I'm looking it up right now. Let's see. Uh, I'm I'm just going to wait to see your reaction. Wow. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Oh wow! You, they have one buy it now for one thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Okay, so that was more than what I'd saw earlier. The one I saw was five hundred. Really? <laughs> Which is still insane. Um. Well, just a loose cart goes for two seventy five. Buy it now. Um. Let's see. As a complete inbox for buy it now for three thousand six hundred ninety nine dollars. This is insane. And the thing is, like, I know this game is popular, but not even Earthbound is that much. <laughs> like, I, I would love for someone to explain to me why this game is worth that much. I don't know, I, especially for a game that I had no memory of. I mean, the, I know. there's one here for five nineteen ninety five. Um, buy it now or 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 best offer um and it's trashed like it's got stickers all over it the 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 um the label is scratched and half off of it like what <laughs> why i why is this game so expensive? I have no idea that being said, I do like the game though uh so the setting of it is is really cool. It's kind of like a a western meets um space or a steampunk um type of vibe, which I had no idea going into the game. Like I assumed it was just like a a western. So yeah, I'm like, I was well, gonna say okay, that's you had that's me. That's kind of cool. You had me at space western. Like I'm down for space yeah. western stuff. Yeah, and some of the bosses you fight throughout the game are like, you know, robots that look like almost like a modern steampunk type of vibe. Mm -hmm. Like there's this giant robot you fight at the end of one of the levels. And I'm like, well, this looks like something you'd see today, which I th I thought was really cool. And I, I dig the genre match mashup. Like there are a lot of times that it doesn't work with games or movies, mm -hmm. but I felt like this did, you know, it, as soon as I read that it was that I'm like, okay, you've, you've got me hooked. So you can play as as two different characters. 
Um, you can play as uh, okay. So you can play as Clint, who is a bounty hunter, or you can play as Annie, who is really the primary protagonist because the story is about her seeking revenge on um the kid family for abducting and killing her family. So she hires this bounty hunter to to help her track them down. So you can play as either one of them. And I thought it was really cool that they included a fe- a female protagonist because in this day and age, like you had Samus. I don't know if Laura Croft was around at that point, but there weren't really like any strong female characters in video games from what I can remember mm-hmm. during that time. So I, I thought the option was really cool, uh, but it, it plays just like an arcade game. It's like, yeah, you're, your character's in the foreground and everything from your enemies to your bosses to, you know, items you want to pick up are all in the background. And you have to like, say if you kill an enemy and they drop a bag of gold, you have to shoot it in order to collect it. So it it immediately felt like an arcade game. Like I felt like it should have, Mm. you know how you had like Turok and those other games that had like, the physical gun that you can hold. I felt like this needed that. I I felt like I should be standing in an arcade cabinet holding a rifle. I was going to say, the the Super Nintendo didn't really have any uh, light gun accessories other than that. um, It looked like a bazooka. Remember that thing? The Super Scope? Mm -hmm. Was that really the the only one that it had? Yep. I never had one of those, but I, I do remember it. Because I would think for a game like this, you'd want to have a light gun that's like, you know, looks like a a pistol, like a six shooter. See, that would have been cool to have something like that. Like I, it would make a cool display item, like, because you you had the, of course, you know, the zap gun from the NES, but the Super Nintendo didn't really have a ton of external peripherals. Like they had the, the Super Scope. You had the mouse for Mario Paint. And you would think that it, <laughs> it would have, that. because, it, I mean, you could do almost one-to-one arcade ports to the Super Nintendo, like T2. T2 should have had a, you know, a light gun peripheral for it. Um, there were so many games that were in the arcade that were shooters like that that would have been perfect to go to the Super Nintendo if they would have had some sort of light gun accessory. Oh, could you imagine playing T2 with like a shotgun oh, peripheral? And it, would have been and it awesome. makes that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, I can still hear that sound like clear as day. Oh, yeah. Like now. But um, yeah, we could do a whole podcast on Terminator. Well, we have done a whole podcast mm-hmm. on Terminator 2. We've done so. Several. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, you, you could choose your character, which I, like I said, I think is really cool that you have a female protagonist that you can actually play as because you had your your damsel in distresses like your peach your zelda so that this was really cool and the gameplay is really simple you shoot your enemies and that's that's really about it um you do get um the addition of um having a bomb which will basically like wipe the entire screen of enemies or at Mm. least severely damage them because sometimes you get like these these robots that shoot missiles and they're almost shaped um, kind of like hexagons and they take some pretty serious firepower to, to wipe out. So if you have a bomb, that's what you use it for. That's cool. But even the, this is kind of where I was alluding to earlier of like, I like these type of games, but I'm terrible at these types of games. <laughs> it took me forever just to get past the first stage. Like, because you just, I just get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by all the enemies that are shooting at you. Your HP isn't very high, so you've got to do a lot of dodging. It's not very easy to dodge in this game, but I still had fun with it. You know, like, there are some people that if they suck at a game, they just immediately stop. They're like, oh, I'm not good at this, so I'm just going to stop. Like, I I like these type of games. You know, I, I didn't get to play that many of them because I didn't grow up around an arcade. So this was like a, like a making up for lost time as a child kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm still just not big on playing shooters with, you know, this type of shooter with a controller where 
it looks to me like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you use the D-pad to move the reticle around the screen. Yeah, that's just not... I don't like that. I'm not good at that type of stuff. I'd rather have either the peripheral of a gun or give me like a first-person shooter type of thing. Right. And that that's kind of where I kept going in the back of my mind as I kept playing the game. Because once you figure it out, it's not as difficult. But it's still difficult. Like, mm-hmm. I put in my notes... It, it really toes the line between that, you know, competitive difficulty and the frustrating difficulty. Yeah. Because th- there were a couple of times that I just stopped playing because <laughs> I was just getting fed up with it. Yeah. But I'm like, you, you know, I've I've committed to playing it, so I'm going to do it. And I, I didn't complete the game, but I did have a lot of fun and like I liked the world that it established. Um, I don't know if you remember that movie, um, what was it, the one with Harrison Ford, Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that, but better. Hmm. It seems but, like um, we would have had a, a better movie if they would have based it off of this Yeah. <laughs> instead. Yeah, there is a, a remastered version of this game. I think it's called Wild Guns Reloaded. Yeah, I was seeing that. It's actually for, uh, they have PS4 and Switch. I don't think it's they have it for the Xbox, but definitely the PS4 and the Switch. Yeah, it came out in, for the Switch in 2018 and it was on Windows as well. In okay. July 2017, it was released then. Um, I didn't know it was that old. I thought it was more recent. That yeah. they they redid this game and Chuck uh, in the chat room says uh, there's only been one sale and yeah I looked back through um, the completed sales on eBay I'm not seeing any completed sales for the Super Nintendo version because yeah that's a lot of money to pay for the for this game I mean thirty five hundred dollars a lot of money to drop on a Super Nintendo game that's crazy. I could make a down payment on a, on a car. Dude, I could pay off some bills <laughs> with $3,500. <laughs> yeah, but I would say if you if you like shooters, I would definitely recommend trying it. Just be prepared that it's not going to be easy. <laughs> like, oh. I played part of it on easy mode. I'm not ashamed in saying that, and it was still a challenge. Hey, there's nothing wrong with easy mode. Some of us just like to finish the game. (laughs) But that should tell you how difficult this game can be. Yeah. Well, it's a Super Nintendo game. I mean, you you know, Nintendo, there's a reason why it's called Nintendo Hard. Yep. And what's cool is that, you know, you do get upgrades as you play the game. Like, after you kill a certain amount of enemies, you get, like, you know, a machine gun instead of a shotgun, which is more powerful. You also get... Um, I can't remember if you can do this when you play as Annie, but I know as Clint, you get this lasso that will stun enemies for like a good three to four seconds. Hmm. But with the style of gameplay, I found it to be more of a hindrance yeah. than anything, because like you'll use the lasso, but when you freeze one <laughs> enemy, you've got like four or five other yeah. ones that are shooting at you. So it's like, yeah, you got to toss it and then immediately move. So that I don't want to bash the game because I do like it. But I don't see why it's as popular as it is. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just because this isn't my thing. But I even went on Reddit today and people were like, oh, that was my favorite Super Nintendo game. One of the best Super Nintendo hmm. games of all time. It's crazy because I, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, I'm sure I like Earthbound more so than others. I like Illusion of Gaia more so than others, but well, I mean, plus, I just don't see it. Plus, two, this came out late in the Super Nintendo life cycle. You know, it came out, what, 94, uh, late 94. Uh, well, North America, it came out in 95. So you're talking about the tail, tail end of the Super Nintendo. So they probably didn't make, but you know, maybe 50,000 copies of this game, probably. So that's probably why they're so expensive. But also, you know, there were some great games that were made, you know, in the, those last couple of years of the Super Nintendo that were great games. 
Um, you know, and that's probably a lot, a lot of people that played these games are just crazy about it. But you know, this was, I was on to computer gaming at this time. So that's probably why I missed it. I am curious to try the, the reloaded version to see if it, it might be a little more manageable because like, I do like a lot about this game. I like the look of it. I like the universe that it takes place in. I wouldn't call the soundtrack like outstanding, but you know, I I found myself, you know, kind of bobbing my head a little bit to some of the music as it was going on. So it's, it's catchy enough. And if you look in the, the, the article, you'll see the boss that I'm talking about, the giant steampunk robot. Yeah. I see that. That looks, that's really good graphics. I know, like, it, it's a great-looking Super Nintendo game. So I, I will give it that. And as far as the reception of it goes, uh, contemporary reviews of the game were positive. Famitsu gave it a score of 26 out of 40. Reviewers at EGM cited the co-op multiplayer mode and challenging levels as the game's strongest points. I will say this, I... I think it would be easier with two people. Yeah. I feel like this would be a game that would be really fun if you had a player two and you tackled it together. Like like an arcade game. Like if you're playing Ninja Turtles in the arcade, you want to have three other people. Yeah, and it says uh, a 32X version was reportedly planned for 1996 but never materialized. Yeah, I mean, so did most things for yeah. <laughs> for the 32 x yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But as far as some of the scores, uh, EGM gave it an 8 out of 10. Famitsu, as I said, 26 out of 40. GameSpot gave the PS4 uh, reboot an 8 out of 10. IGN gave the Super Nintendo version an 8 out of 10. Nintendo Life, a 9 out of 10. Mm. So, like, it's it's well-received. It's highly regarded everywhere I looked online people say they love it mm-hmm. and I, I will say that I'm glad I played it will I go back and play it again probably not unless it's the the remake just so I can compare the two but if you're a fan of these types of shooters because games like this aren't made anymore like this yeah. truly is a product of its time you know, when you think of arcades, you think of the 80s and into the 90s and games like that. Oh, Chuck <laughs> says, hey, my 32X still works. So what <laughs> so if I only have three, three games three for games it? For it. <laughs> hey, one day I do want to review the, the Knuckles game for, for 32X. Yeah, I know there was, a, I think, a Rogue Squadron game or an X-Wing game. There was a Star Wars game that was X-Wing related for the 32X. I'd like to go back and play. Let's see. Star Wars 32X. Uh, da, 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 da. uh Star Wars Arcade. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. The arcade version of that. Uh, yeah, I want to play that. Let's, God, I wonder how much that goes for. Oh, God, I don't even want to look that up. <laughs> uh, 130 bucks. Brand new. Uh, that's not bad. They're better than 3500 that they want for this game. It's got to be because they didn't make as many cartridges. It's got to be so expensive Probably, like that. It's got to be super rare to come across one. So here, here's my final thoughts on the game. Despite the fact that it's crazy hard, I had a lot of fun playing it, and I would give it, I'd give it probably a six and a half. You know, like it's it's not my thing, but I still enjoyed it. I'm glad I finally got to play it. I still don't understand why it's so popular, but we talk about it. Yeah. We didn't grow up with it. Yeah. There'll probably be some people who'll be like, Earthbound's the dumbest game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> and I would fight them for it. Yeah. So I get it. But I'm not on that side of the spectrum with Wild Guns. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's hard to do these type of shooter games on just a console without an actual peripheral. I think if it had a peripheral with, you know, a gun peripheral, I would probably dive in, but I just don't really have any desire to play a game where I got to control the reticle with a con- with the D-pad. That just seems so unwieldy to me. Yeah. Oh, Chuck says he has the X-Wing 
32 oh. X game. Uh, That's com- cool. Coming over to your house to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so but yeah, yeah, that's my thoughts on Wild Guns. Awesome. Uh, and like I said, don't forget next week we're, uh, we're not doing regular episode. But actually, before I tell everybody again about that, let me go over here. We said last week our, our community manager, manager, Bethany Fox, didn't get his uh, top five um, most replayable game list, but he, he got it in the other day. And I uh, said, I had really had to think about this, but number five, Warframe. Number four, Risk of Rain. I think somebody else said that one, too. Uh, three, Enter the Gungeon. Never heard of that one. Uh, two, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Good pick. And one, Darius Twin. Wow, we got a side-scrolling shooter up there on yeah. somebody's list. That's cool. I like those choices. They're they're unconventional, but I like it. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, next week we're going to be doing a discussion of what is the future of Nintendo. So if you have some uh any kind of predictions or anything what you think's going to be next for Nintendo, just send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com and we'll read them on the show. And uh and especially you Wally cuz I know you're going to yell at me for whatever predictions I have and uh <laughs> he's not going to be happy with whatever I say. Wally, please send in your predictions. <laughs> I I I never ask anything of you. But I am now. Except to do commentary tracks. But other than that... Well, that, well yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, out there, just send us your, your predictions or whatever you think the future of Nintendo is because I'm excited for the next console. And I, I have a feeling we're going to hear about it r- pretty early next year. And I think there's going to be a Christmas 2025 or 2024 release of the new console. That's my first prediction little tease for next week uh, and yes joey you can uh you can if you want to put your prediction on discord you can do it there too uh just put them anybody on the discord put your predict predictions in the uh the top the top five uh tab we have that'll be the, the we can, so that, that way we can have it all in one place and i can just read them from there um also two before we go b-res coffee company is running some black friday deals and uh, let me, and they got some new new flavors too. I know they uh, see announcements. Here we go. Let's see. Um, flavor announcement. They have a new flavor. Uh, they're, wait, no, hold on. Where is the new flavors at? Uh, I just had it and now I've lost it. Mm, let's see, hold on. I know it's here somewhere. Uh, let's see, they, they're starting the Black Friday sales on Thanksgiving. Um, there would be significantly more than 10% off. So don't worry about using our, our, uh, our code and, uh, our, whatever our code is in <laughs> CR for 10% off because the black Friday deals are going to be more than that. So just go get you some coffee. And if you don't make the black Friday deal, then you can use our code in CR for 10% off. And, um, look Joey at, asked broccoli flavored coffee. <laughs> no, not broccoli. Flavored. <laughs> uh, let's see, here we go. Uh, cust- we, they have, that's not pudding, and it's a custard caramel and vanilla flavor. Uh, oh, that's the one with the Grinch on it. Yes, got the. Uh, and they have another one. I don't know if this is real, but it says "Don't drink the yellow snow with a snowman," and I don't know if that's uh. a flavor or not. <laughs> but they do have the the Nebula, which is a French vanilla. Uh, Queen's bread is a banana bread flavored, and Sweet Fiesta is a churro flavored coffee so go get you some of that for black friday everybody that sounds delicious one of these days i'm gonna get a Derek diamond experience brand of coffee and it's yeah. gonna taste like saltines <laughs> oh, that's gross <laughs> uh, uh, i don't know they might have some tea uh joey go check on there and see i think they do have some tea flavors on there i'm not sure you have to go check do a uh, they could do a spinoff company, B Res Tea. Yeah, B Res Tea Company. I like it. Maybe yeah. I should start B Res Tea Company, and we could be co- competing against one another. For oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Mike's gonna kill me for saying that, but uh, <laughs> but let's go ahead and step out the door. And, and uh, Derek, what's going on with Derek Diamond Experience? I know you got some uh, archives coming out uh, for the rest of the year. So uh, funny you say that. Um, I landed a pretty notable 
interview tomorrow. So it's like oh, yeah? the podcasting gods <laughs> won't let me quit. <laughs> Uh, it do be it, like Godfather? that sometimes. Just, just when I, just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm not gonna say who it is because I don't want to jinx it, but um, I'll say they played a notable role in one of the CW DC shows. Ooh, all right. So, um, we're supposed to do the interview tomorrow. So if it's if it happens, I will reveal who it is. But that'll be out. Um, next Monday, but yeah, other than that, I'm re-releasing, um, episodes of feature presentation. I uh, just kind of kicking back a little bit, trying to enjoy the holidays. So, um, yeah, so you can still go to linktree.com slash D diamond podcast to subscribe to the YouTube channel, podcast, all that fun stuff. And, uh, go check out the open micers podcast. The last episode we had Tyler Arsenault, um, get, uh, up and coming, rising very fast, uh, hilarious comedian Tyler Arsenault out of uh, Louisiana and also Josh Watts was on the show this last week so if you want to go hear uh, about his time out at uh, Skank Fest in Vegas uh, and accidentally kicking a homeless man's turtle and also the the MAGA Lice Lady uh, we have a story about the MAGA Lice Lady so go check that out at Open Micers at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. So, Derek, did you hear this story about the kicking the poor turtle yet? I I have not yet, but I'm I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I'm also intrigued about the Maga Lice Lady. Yeah, the Maga Lice Lady is something else. <laughs> I I begged to to get her information so we can get her on the show because that just sounds fascinating. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> uh, but Joey. Your your guesses are incorrect, unfortunately. Ted if it was Danson. Ralph Macchio, I wouldn't hold that one back. I'd be like, yeah, that's who I'm interviewing. Oh, if Derek if Derek was interviewing Ted Danson, his head would explode. Yeah, like I I wouldn't be here. I'd be dead. <laughs> well, that's what we said. Jo- uh, Joey says kicking turtles. I I thought only Mario did that. That was the first thing we said. Was did he get an extra life for it? Like what happened? So you got to go listen or at to least the a story. fire flower or something. Yeah, something. So go go hear that story at Open Micers Twitter and Instagram. But Derek, is that everything for this week? I think so. Let's get out of here and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And if you want to email us, email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com and nerdcaveretro is our brand new updated link tree that takes you everywhere you want to go as far as social media it'll take you to our patreon and of course our merch shop where you can get t-shirts hats stickers magnets bags mugs whatever your nerdy little heart desires and also there's a paypal on there and a cash app so if you you don't want to be a patron but you'd like to just Give us a little bit of scratch. That's two ways to do it right there. And if you want to leave us a review, you don't, if you don't want to give us any money, that's fine. But tell people about us. Go leave us a review and or a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms. And I think that's going to do it for this week. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Yes. say forgiveness is divine but never pay full price for late pizza this podcast is a zoo house llc production hey derek have you heard the news what news we officially have our very own line of coffee at brezcoffeeco.com that's right nerd cave retro now has its very own medium roast coffee if you want to try it yourself, or even some of the other awesome flavors like Wizard's Potion, which is a butterscotch, caramel, and hazelnut flavored roast. Or the Dragon's Breath Roast, which is a cinnamon dolce flavored roast. They have tons of different flavors, and you can also just get a regular Colombian roast and add any flavor to it that you want. They even keep their seasonal roasts all year round. If you need that boost to get you through those all-night gaming sessions, then head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the promo code NCR for 10% off your order. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.